Hey guys, welcome to the Bass Fishing Underground Podcast. We have Chris here from Wholesale Batteries, and uh, we're going to do a whole show about batteries and what you should be using and his thought processes on how how you should set up your boat, and then we'll kind of go into some of his past tournaments on the NPFL. So thanks for coming. Well, thanks for having me. Um, like you said, I'm Chris with Wholesale Batteries. Um, I'm from Bonner Springs, Kansas. I've been with Wholesale Batteries a little over two years. Um I kind of manage their, their their pro staff as well. So uh, if you see some of our guys out there, don't hesitate to stop in and talk to them. Um, batteries in the marine industry is a, you know, a lot of different options out there. People get overwhelmed with what to kind of use, um, how to have them hooked up. Um, a lot of it depends on how many electronics they have. So we'll just go over kind of a small kind of a setup. So if somebody call, calls into wholesale batteries, and they're looking for a setup for their boat. The first thing I ask them is, is what brand of boat they're running, um, how avid they are into, into bass fishing, if they're tournament angler, um, and then how many types of, and different types of electronics they're going to have. Because um, that's the, the biggest key is, is the manufacturers that, that install wiring in these boats from the factory, they don't really know what... Um, uh, this customer is going to use or this customer is mm-hmm. going to use for a setup. So it's really hard to incorporate that into their build. Some of them are doing a better job of that now, but we still find some, uh, some weaknesses in their design. And that's why a lot of people are pulling their own wire now. Um, so what's the difference? So the, what's, what wires do they send stock in a boat? Well, a lot of the manufacturers, they'll have um, – 10 or 12 gauge now. A lot of them are running the 10 gauge, but they, they'll they have a lot of uh, junctions or splices going to the other pieces of equipment. Mm-hmm. So um, the key with electronics, especially at the front of the boat or at the bow of the boat, is voltage drop. So if you have two to three units up front and you're running through a factory setup and it goes through a fuse block in the back of the boat, so there's more connections there, mm-hmm. and then, then it goes to the battery, you know, by the time you get up to the front of the boat, you're going to have a lot of voltage drop. And that's where people start to have their issues. Um, there's a lot of um, different or, or other solutions for that type of a problem. Um, but in general, people are pulling their own wire now or having a rigging company like the Bass Tank. The Bass Tank can pull your wires. Um, different boat dealers, boat, boat mm-hmm. works can do that as well. Yep. But there's companies that spe- specialize that in there, uh, uh, that now. So... Um, the key is is having direct runs from the battery to the electronics. Most of the electronics come with inline fuses, mm-hmm. and those are fine and those are suitable to use. But from that point, it needs to go straight to the battery. Um, some people, like, like what I do, is I'll put a, a main disconnect right before the battery, and that's so I can isolate all of my electronics to where if I have a problem, I can put an amp clamp on there. Um, and try to figure out what the problem is. Or another thing I can do is I can turn on individual electronics and I can put a sheet of paper and I can put what each electronic pulls Mm -hmm. amp-wise. So I'll have a good idea of what I'm pulling, and that gives me a good idea for what type of batteries. and So you you have a switch in the back of your boat. Obviously, everybody, most everybody has a switch in the back of the boat for their main power. Yep. But you, so you, how many main switches do you have then? So you have trolling Mm -hmm. motor and all your graphs, you have two? Yeah. I, well, there's three. 
there's a uh, a breaker for the trolling motor. I, I personally leave that on all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then I have the main for the for the boat, and it has a jump mode that mm-hmm. can jump mode if, if my starting battery gets down. And then I have a, a, <clears throat> a separate, excuse me, switch just for the electronics. So I can turn all the electronics. So that what I mean is by your fish finders, your 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 live scope, your 360, any of your graphs on your dash, all of that goes to that main switch, and then and you can isolate that. That's so, good. That's good. So all all of the wiring that I run is 10 10 gauge. Um, we we have brought in some more wire. Um, some people are running the eight gauge. I know there's some wiring harnesses out on the market um, that you can do uh, that. That are that are thicker, like an eight gauge, and you can run multiple electronics off of that. Um, those are good as well because they go direct to, to the battery. Um, but the key is to be able to isolate it and be able to um, know what kind of power mm-hmm. you're drawing because that'll give you an idea of what kind of starting battery or what kind of a house battery to to run. Okay. So okay. <clears throat> well, so. We talked about this before the show, but we kind of talked about the Milwaukee or DeWalt battery setup for for LiveScope, and some guys are turning to that, and some claim there's a higher quality of picture because it's running 18 volts for Milwaukee or 20 volts for uh, DeWalt. And what what's your thought on that whole setup? Well, I've worked on several boats that have had this setup, and I think you can have a little bit better quality picture. Um but I haven't seen where it's that much better to where I would lean towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, the big hurdle in the industry is, is everybody's adding all these electronics to their boats, um, along with the voltage drop. So you're fixing that problem. And then you get down into a battery problem list. Do I have enough amp hour and do I have enough reserve capacity um, to be able to handle all of the electronics? Mm-hmm. And then it kind of branches down that, hey, I have this starting battery and is this one starting battery alone able to handle all of the electronics I have? Mm-hmm. What I what I've seen is if you're a if you're a real competitive tournament angler and you're fishing, you know, two or three tournaments a month, maybe um, if you have two graphs on the dash, two graphs up front, you've got live scope. I've basically ruled out one battery being able to sustain your your boat. Now there there's other options for that to be able to make it. Good. Some people have their own opinions on how to do it. Um, I know some people will take all their electronics and run it onto a, a house battery, mm-hmm. which is fine, and it and it will work. Um, uh, but when you do that, you actually have to add another onboard charger to be able to do that. So you go back basically from a four bank onboard charger to to, to needing another one. So you're going to have five banks that you have to charge. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to buy like a, a Noco Gen One just for that one battery. Um, what I've been doing in the last um, couple years is, <clears throat> if you have the room, we'll take two Group 31 AGMs, and you can do it with flooded too. If you're if you're just a weekend angler, you can do it with the flooded as well. You can put two batteries there that are the same model and size, mm-hmm. and you can link them together in parallel, and basically that doubles your cold cranking amps and your amp hours. So that's what we've been doing. And uh, we've had great success with that. So, you know, typically if you're running one battery and you've got all those electronics, you know, around, depending on how much you're using it, around lunchtime, you know, you're going to start flashing. When you go to turn your key on, your, yeah. your electronics will turn off. 
you'll start seeing low voltage alarms mm. come off. You know when you <clears throat> crank that big motor over and the graphs turn off, it's not good. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We've all been you, you, there. Yeah, you know you're having problems. And and uh, so so I, that's what I did. I, mm. I, I run the DECA. It's called an 8A31DTM. It's their marine... Uh, uh, group 31 AGM. It's the intimidator. And I run both of those in, in parallel and I never have to worry about any of that. And I know it's adding a little bit more weight to your boat. Mm. Um, and you know, I used to be a, a speed freak, you know, I wanted to run as fast as I could and, you know, uh, running the MPFL, I, I'm, you know, really not benefiting me really by running that much faster. Mm -hmm. um, I'd much rather have the extra capacities in the battery and know that my system's going to work all, all day. And I, mm -hmm. I've never seen any of the, the, the flashing. I mean, I leave everything on. I'll leave my live wells on. I'll leave my research on. And, and, I, and I just don't have issues with that setup. Mm -hmm. So, let's, <clears throat> I mean, as you know, and like you just said, graphs are becoming one of the biggest players in fishing. I mean, yep. it, it is – nobody can – see past that it's got to be live scope 360 you know two graphs on the front three graphs on the front two graphs maybe even three graphs on the dash mm -hmm. what's your two cents on you know how does that improve your fishing personally and how you know what i mean like some guys claim you know we don't need this many graphs all you need is one on the front one on the back Let's roll let's just go fish but yeah well i'll be the first one to tell you i'm not real good at graphs I mean, you, a lot of the youth, you know, the 20s and the 30-year-old kids, you know, they were brought up with it, and and they're extremely good on graphs. Um, any of the guys that are, you know, live scope guys, I don't have that. I, hopefully, I'll be having the the uh, Hummingbird live here pretty quick on my next boat. Um, but the guys that are live scope, you can clearly see that they have an advantage mm -hmm. when it comes to that if they, if they know what they're doing with it. Um, out of all the people that I know that have LiveScope, uh, whether it's Lawrence or Garmin, I would say about 20% of those individuals actually know how to use it. Mm -hmm. And you can tell by the success they have in tournaments. And, and if you see them on video, how they're doing it, they, they can see the fish that's moving. They, they know if it's not reacting to that bait. Mm -hmm. And... They can switch like, it up to like bait. John Soka. Like well, yeah, John Soka. He he is one of the best in the world. At yeah. It. Um, now now you've seen his past tournaments. His last couple of tournaments, you can see that he can go shallow and play with the best of them yeah, too. Uh -huh. But uh, he he definitely is one of the best in the world at that. Um, and maybe one of these days I can get him out to show me something once I get some live live capability. But um, as far as the the uh, Oh, the, the mapping and stuff goes. I think people have got a lot of that down, Pat. Mm -hmm. um, I've got Mega 360 this year, and I've, I, and I've able, been able to tweak it and try to find different things, like the different colors um, will stand out more. You know, we were just at Winnebago, and I've able to see, you know, uh, reefs and rock piles a little bit better. Um, not necessarily fish. Sometimes you can see mm -hmm. some fish on there. Um, but that, that has helped. Help me, but I have noticed that I don't look down at my graphs as much as I probably should. Yeah, um, like some of the new 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 guys and the the young kids that are really good yeah. at. It. I mean, I'll, from fishing the college circuit, I can say this that I'd say. I mean, you can let's talk about this too about the NPFL. So you have so you can take the whole pool of anglers. So there's two. How many guys are in the NPFL? Uh, one hundred five this year. So one one. Let's say a hundred guys. Yep. And 
I've talked with a bunch of guys about this. About 50% of them are guys that are out there fishing that don't know how to use a graph other than mapping and 2D or down imaging. They understand when they go over brush pile, go do that. And then there's 25% of them that can go turn on live scope and effectively catch fish through that. And then the other 25% is are actually effective in mapping, side scan, DI, side imaging, 360, live scope, like everything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you, How does that compare to a professional level? Well, I mean, those, those, uh, those percentages transfer over. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just because certain people are good at, at what they – what they do and you'll probably see this like let's say going into next year um if we go to lakes that are um let's say where live scope won't be into play you're going to see the guys that are not very good at live scope they'll start to excel in that one mm-hmm. um some guys that are like like john that are universal um he, he'll still be a big player in that but some guys that are dependent on live scope will will will, will be towards the lower end of the yeah of the uh rankings on mm-hmm. on those lakes but it's uh so i know you'd brought up the dewalts um you know with the with the garments you can run a higher voltage mm-hmm. on those um w- with that and installing the, the dewalt hookups to be able to do that at, to run at the higher voltage you're you're bringing in and i'm not saying it doesn't work good and the people that have it hooked up good um that it's not a good setup mm-hmm. but you're bringing in more things that can fail and, and that's yeah. what, you know, in my fishing and how I rig my boat, I try to keep it as simple as possible because I think that the more things you bring in, it's the more opportunities to have issues. And then you're trying to troubleshoot out on the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of why I went to the two batteries that are in parallel to where I can really cut down on on what I think can fail out in the field. And uh, it's it's done really good for me. A lot of our pro staff guys through wholesale batteries are running the same setup and, and they've had nothing but success um, this year with it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, you know, it's kind of each people get their own opinion, and, mm-hmm. and we're not knocking one way. Yeah, there's certain way personally, I, like I, I ran the Milwaukee setup all last yep. year. Mm-hmm. I, I rigged that up just as a college student, and it it worked. But so I just got my new boat, and it obviously does not have the Milwaukee um, setup. <clears> and <throat> the picture, like he was talking, it's I'm sure there is a difference, but – in the big picture mm-hmm. of when, like day in and day out, live scope use, there's probably isn't that much of a difference to risk yeah. a failure. Yeah, what I've what I've heard from different people that have done it both ways, you can't really tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Or from one boat, you know, they might be side by side. You might be able to tell a little bit different. Um, but the 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 Milwaukee, you know, that technology is a lithium technology. Yeah. You know, they're, they're running that in lithium, and that kind of comes to another subject of lithium and in the marine industry mm-hmm. is like, you know, everybody's going to lithium. Um, and is it is it the good time to do it? Um, what's the different type of technologies? You know, a lot of the marine engine manufacturers will put out a bulletin that we do not want lithiums for, for starting uh, capabilities. Um, one thing about lithium is it's really good when it's working. Um, and that's in our testing, and, and we found that out. We've we uh, we carry Powersonic lithiums, and we've had nothing but success with Powersonic on the trolling motor side. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the some of the ones we brought in for starting initially, they didn't meet 
what our expectations were, so we pulled that and we, mm-hmm. and we didn't do it. And there's some out there on lithiums on the on the starting side that are that are good and people have success with it. It's basically um, what your budget is, I would say. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of pros are running lithium and they're running lithiums and they get really good discounts. So are they running lithiums on starting? And trolling motor batteries or three lithiums for trolling motor batteries? Um, and Some of them are running for starting. Um, brands that I know that uh, – there's really only one brand that I know that's really successful in mm-hmm. the starting, and I haven't heard any, you know, negative things to it, and that's Lithium Pros. The guys that are running Lithium Pros, they're, you know, they're, they've been great to them. Um, uh, from, a starting, from a starting standpoint, now if you get into the trolling motor standpoint, um, there's – Batteries that are 36 volt, mm-hmm. and there's batteries that are 12 volt. Um, typically, the 36 volts, you know, they'll be a 40, 50, maybe 60 amp hour. So if a guy sticks one of those in their boat with no other lithium batteries for his trolling motor, <clears throat> you know, in my opinion, you're kind of playing with fire because yeah. if that battery fails, um, you're dead in the water from a trolling motor. A lot of guys will run another 36 volt and they'll parallel them to double the amp hour. That seems like a good system, but uh, I caution people with that setup if they're in the, a lake that is away from getting in any support. Yeah. So let's say you're out in that setup and, and you're running that 36 volt and one of them goes down. <clears throat> well, you're down to that 40, 50, or 60 amp hour battery, mm-hmm. which might work and get you through, um, or potentially you have a backup that you can throw in there. But if you get to a point to where you don't, you're, you're down and you need to do something to be able to operate, you've got to switch back to the 12 volt, either wherever you can find them, any big box store or whatever. Yeah. And, and then you've got to be able to wire that up correctly to be able to do it um, with the interconnecting cables and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Ex- That's why we've kind of elected to go with the 12 volt lithium. Yeah. Cause if you have two batteries that are running parallel and you have to go buy three, you know, yeah. 12 volt, and you have to wire them all the night before a tournament or the day before you're going out. Exactly. So, and and guys are having great success with those. I just try to eliminate if there is a problem, mm-hmm. how quick you can get back on the water. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you're running the three 12 volt lithiums, let's say one of them goes bad, which can happen. You know, you can th- pull that one out and throw a regular standard flooded deep cycle in there and get you by. Mm-hmm. So that's what we try to do at Wholesale Batteries is keep it, you know, as simple as possible. Something that, that uh, our customers, once we install it for them or they install themselves, can do the maintenance and, and work. We, we're big on um, cleaning the terminals in two or three times a year because, you know, there's some adverse effects on the onboard chargers on whether it's fully charged. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's any resistance or, or with dirty terminals, you know, that voltage spike will spike up there, and then the onboard charger will say, hey, I'm charged, um, and it's actually not fully charged. So if you keep those terminals clean, um, your batteries will last a lot longer than what they are now. So Well, perfect. Well, we're going to go ahead and end it here, but thank you so much for coming on and uh, – explaining it all to everybody because i know everybody has a lot of questions about it so yeah well thanks for having me um if you have any questions don't hesitate to call wholesale batteries um if you're in the market for any type of other batteries alkalines up to critical power batteries automotive batteries you can jump on our website at wholesalebatteries.net and you can order them straight online Mm -hmm. there and uh we've got two locations we're in kansas city and o'fallon missouri so up by st louis so uh don't hesitate to stop in and 
say hi. Awesome. Well, I'll, I'll drop that link um, in the bottom of the video. But once again, thanks for coming and uh, hope you have a good day. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks.